0: Hal Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. Jonathan is the Prairie Director of the CFIB, the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, and he joins us on the phone now. Jonathan, good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon, Hal. Sorry you have to hear me so much here.
0: Oh, that's, that's okay. Hey, at least we're on the air. That's my biggest concern. As long as everybody can hear it and everybody else is all right, I'll get through it. So we just heard the premier talking about the 10 paid sick days and he is supporting this idea from prime minister, Justin Trudeau. How do you feel about it as a representative for the business community?
1: I have a lot of questions, uh, to, to say the least, and we're trying to get a better handle on that right now. Um, you know, Really, what does this mean? I think the biggest question a lot of employers uh, already have that have been uh, sending me messages are, you know, who's going to pay for this? This is not a time when uh, businesses can shoulder the the costs they have, let alone additional and significant costs like uh, uh, 10 paid sick days. Um, and I think we also have to figure out, really, is this going to be contingent on the plan being uh, a short-term plan just for the COVID-19 pandemic, Um, We'll certainly be keeping a very close eye. Uh, We're already starting to work on some uh, questions to ask our members across the country and get a better sense of what this will actually mean for businesses, depending on what policies Manitoba and other provinces are going to try and move forward with.
0: Yeah, and we are waiting for more details. As I said, we aren't getting a lot of details at this point. And uh, Premier uh, Pallister was asked about who will pay for this, and he talked about, well, you know, the Canadian taxpayer ends up paying for it. But as you point out, if it's another added expense for business people that are already struggling, in many cases just about to open, this could be more bad news.
1: Yeah, even those that have already opened, Hal, I mean, I know... Like restaurants, for example, uh, many are are open uh, doing delivery or curbside pickup. Um, this is a huge huge cost to them, even though they do have some revenues coming in, certainly for retail. Mm-hmm. I also worry about a, a lot of businesses, you know, like manufacturing, for example, where uh, it's not easy to replace staff uh, who, you know, decide that morning that are, you know, they're, that they're sick. Uh, um, there are always abuses. There are a lot of employees, maybe too, who uh, do come into work, even though they should probably stay home. Um, you're going to see everything all over the, the spectrum. And again, want to make sure that uh, if they are going forward with this, that it's uh, for, for COVID-19 only um, and that uh, small businesses aren't left uh, paying that bill because it is a, it would be a huge cost. Yeah. Uh, Premier Pallister says
0: we're going to get details on the date for Phase 2 here in the province of Manitoba very soon. You represent uh, independent business out there of every kind. Um, How are they feeling? Are they excited about the uh, further loosening of restrictions here in Manitoba?
1: Yeah, I think so. And I, I guess with the stipulation that everything has to be safe and Honestly, every business owner I've talked to, and there have been so many over the last few months, they are completely committed to um, operating safely for not only their staff, but for their customers as well. And um, I think as much uh, notice as you can give to them to be able to... Get everything in place uh, to do so safely is going to be really important. Also, making sure that they have time to access, you know, things like PPEs, understand all the rules, all the exceptions. Um, you know, for example, with uh, salons that are already open, you have to pre-screen clients, and what does that actually look like? Because there's, um, it's reasonable to expect that if you're able to to do a manicure or pedicure, some of those same um, requirements would apply. These are all really important things to figure out, but again, this is you know generally going to be a lot of good news um, for businesses to be able to have some revenues coming in uh, in the near future. You're out, I
0: noticed this on your Twitter feed this morning, you're out with a back to business kit. Tell me what's in the
1: kit. Why is this so helpful for business people? Well, look, and and, and thanks for that. We're, I mean, we've been fielding thousands and thousands of calls across the country since uh, the pandemic started. Um, I, I think over 20,000, uh, give or take, now. And, and really, what we've heard loud and clear is now that we're starting to move into reopening phases across the country, people need guidance. They need things written. They need written policies in place to help their business. And a lot of the small business owners aren't out there, they're not HR experts. Um, they they can't be expected to know how to do all this stuff. So we tried to put together a kit. That's really everything you're going to need to be able to reopen uh, safely for your staff and for your customers so we have... Uh, things provincialized. Uh, you know, there's Manitoba-specific content in here, like a pandemic operational toolkit where you can set up a, a plan, tailor it to your business, and follow everything you need. It also has all the the free posters pretty well that your business would need to be able to o- operate safely. Uh, a lot of helpful tips and advice as well. We have frequently asked questions depending on where you are in the the country. You know, on employment standards among others. Um, and then we also have a lot of other templates that we put together. Even things, um, the the CECRA program for rent assistance. A lot of businesses have been asking us, how do we go about asking our landlord because they need to participate in the program, and those businesses sorely need to help. We have template letters to make it that conversation very easy. Even hiring back staff, we really have tried to to, to leave no stone unturned and. Make it as easy as possible for businesses to um, follow the rules, uh, bring back staff, you know, get the help that they need from government and from their landlords accordingly. Uh, we've also importantly made this. Uh, available to all small businesses, whether you're CFIB members or not. A lot of the tools are are available for non-members right now. If you do want to join, we do also have an introductory free membership with no strings attached. Uh, If you'd like to learn more, you can visit our website at cfib.ca. and You can also call our our business helpline. You know how we have dedicated business resource team across the country answering questions and they can be reached at one 234
0: 2232 cfib.ca and i've said to you before and i've referred you the canadian federation of independent business to a lot of business people out there i've said probably your first stop should be cfib there are other great resources out there and and helps as well uh, but you guys have really done a great job with this before i run out of time uh jonathan what has you talked about getting all the calls and people reaching out to you what has been the biggest question that you've fielded or the biggest concern as you talk to business people
1: yeah i think it's really depended on where businesses are at you know first unfortunately it was getting helps uh, and clarity on layoffs you know this is Um, Somewhat new for a lot of employers on there, especially um, with the the magnitude that they had to let staff go on temporary layoff provisions. Now, uh, fortunately, it's more about bringing staff back on. It's about making sure that they're following all the rules safely to be able to open safely and and follow the guidelines that the province has set up. Make sure they're not getting any of the uh, $2,500 plus fines uh, that the province is handing out, and understandably so. Um, it's really depended really uh, where businesses are at in that um, and then certainly a lot of other questions like trying to get better clarity around the rules and what they mean for their business and their staff.
0: Jonathan, thank you very much. And, again, I'll send people to cfib.ca, and they can get all the info there. And, uh, uh, like I said, uh, you know, you're a pretty cool organization to be offering uh, people memberships for nothing right now. Uh, You've been a great resource, and I appreciate your time on the show all the time. Thank you.
1: Well, thanks, Hal. I appreciate it.
0: Bill Brio, he's a TV blogger. You hear him here on CJOB. Uh, quite often, and you can find him at Brio.tv, B-R-I-O-U-X.tv. Bill, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Hal. By the way, great website. You have a great website. There's lots of really good stuff there.
2: Well, very nice of you to say, and listen, I appreciate you spelling out my name. Yeah. People, people look up Brio TV, and I they think they're ordering Italian soft drinks, you know? <laughs>
0: yes right Uh, i wanted to have you on about a few things today but let's start with some new tv shows tonight pretty popular summer shows that people are probably some people anyhow are excited about them coming back
2: yeah there's some summer shows again Uh, not as many as in years past because as you know of course with the um, pandemic uh, a lot of uh, shows aren't able to get right back into production so it's there's less to pick from but we still have some biggies including uh tonight america's got talent which is one of the most popular summer shows on both uh the united states and canada and uh that's back and uh, they've got sophia vergaris from modern family as one of the judges this year and if you've been watching the last few days a couple others have just started uh the titan games just started on global Mm -hmm. and that's dwayne johnson is sort of the host of that it's this is a big trend now, all these gladiator kind of summer things where people are playing in this giant gymnasium, and uh, you've got amateurs and, and professional athletes and the idea is to try and uh, get to Mount Olympus uh, kind of thing. So lots mm-hmm. of uh, fun on that. Uh, there's another one like that called Game On, which is, again, on Global. And uh, you've probably seen ads for this, Gronkowski from uh, you know New England Patriots formerly. There's Team Gronk, and then you've got Venus Williams. Uh, Ke- Keegan-Michael Key is the host. And uh, this is sort of a league of teams, and people are, again, it's not just sports this one, though. There's trivia, there's comedians, there's all kinds of stuff going on. So those are three of the bigger uh, arena games, anyway, coming up uh, quite right now.
0: Yeah, and then another one that there is some excitement surrounding in my house here is World of Dance. I think that premieres tonight, too, right?
2: You're right. World of Dance is back. This has been on before, obviously. Uh, A lot of great dancers. Uh, J-Lo among the the folks behind this show. Um, And uh, these play very well during the summertime. Um, But as I said, you know, there's a little bit different mix. You know, we're used to, uh, in the summer, sitting down and waiting for um, John Montgomery to return with the Amazing Race Canada. Uh, that's not with us this summer because they couldn't shoot it. Usually Hmm. it would be wrapping up right now in the month of May. They'd go coast to coast in Canada. But, you know, here's a game, here's a show where you're through airports, taxis, in and out of taxis, and hotels. There's no way you could film it. Uh, And it's a shame for the 10 Canadian teams that were picked to play this summer. But that's on hold for now, obviously.
0: Yeah. Last time you were on my show we talked a little bit about the news ratings with COVID-19 and and the huge uh, viewership that TV is getting uh, uh, the news channels are getting do we know uh, if people are still watching a lot of television or if they switched over to streaming services any numbers or indication of where most people are going for their on-screen entertainment these days It's a
2: great question Hal and
0: it's a very changing
2: story uh, the the Canadian top 30 just comes out today. Uh, and uh, looking at all the English language shows, there's the, the newscasts are still very, very popular. Uh, I think of the top 10 most-watched shows in Canada, uh, May 11th to 17th, three of them in the top 10 were newscasts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also two scripted Canadian shows, Cardinal and Transplant, were also in the top 10, which is a great sign. Uh, But, um, yeah, newscasts are right up there. Uh, But we're going to see a big change, even the next top 30 that comes out, because a lot of the big American shows that are imported here will uh, be over. There are no more new episodes of NCIS or FBI or 911. And so things will change, and these summer shows will have to jump up and fill those gaps.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. You're primarily a TV guy, but a couple times we've talked with our movie people, The Couch Potatoes here on CJOB, about how Hollywood is having to change things. You know, these streaming releases now, uh, and and they're making big money at home, too, uh, and how, you know, Hollywood may change the way it does things as we start getting back to something closer to normal. Um, any thoughts on that, or are we going to see changes in, in, on the small screen too, do you think, because of COVID-19? And I'd just be curious to hear your thoughts on how Hollywood might change uh, the releasing of uh, big, big movies.
2: Yeah, it's happening right now. Uh, you know, we've probably seen ads for the new Scooby-Doo animated film went right to TV that yep. was going to be theatrical. There's a show on Netflix that just started a few days ago called The Lovebirds. And uh, Kamal Nanjani is one of the stars of that. Uh, Ah. He was in the Big Sick a few years ago, very funny. You know what? I watched it. It's not
0: very good. So me too. I watched it too. Yeah.
2: Disappointing, right? You wanted, you know, because he was so good in the last few things. So uh, I think that's going to be like any film, right? You know, whether it's on TV or the movies. I I sat there looking at that, and I thought, boy, I'm glad I didn't go to the movies and spend $10, $20 to see this, right? Right. Um, So it's just going to depend how good they are, but we are going to see more and more films go straight to TV for sure.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you, uh, Bill, on that movie. My wife liked it uh, more than I did, but yeah, I was somewhat disappointed. I, I agree. Hey, I was at your site as I mentioned, and, and it is a great site. Uh, and I'll just say it again, Brio.tv. Uh, it's uh, B R I O U X.tv. Of course, I, I uh, heard about the passing of Jerry Stiller but i didn't realize until i was on your site this morning that fred willard has passed away
2: yeah i know and uh you know there's a guy who i think was always funny whenever he would show up he was always fred willard it wasn't like he played a yeah. lot of characters but when you saw him on best in show or oh way great back movie on yeah, very funny as the dog show uh, color play-by-play guy. You know, let's little, put a little Sherlock Holmes hat on that <laughs> dog. Uh, and, but also on uh, Way Back, Fernwood Tonight, but Roseanne, uh, always, always gold, this guy. And here's something, too. There's a new uh, series that's coming out at the end of this month, um, Space Force. That's going to be on Netflix, and Steve Carell will be on that. And it's about spoof on the newest branch of the American Armed Forces, the Space Force so uh, Fred Willard was in a show called Space Force about 20-odd years ago, and uh, he was asked to come back on this show. So it's his last chance to see a new show mm. with Fred Willard comes on, uh, I think, on um, Friday night on the 29th of May
0: on Netflix. Yeah, and I was also reading your article about Comfort TV, you know, we're turning to Comfort Food. It seems like everything is comfort during this pandemic, <laughs> and uh, you've got a, an article there on Comfort TV, and I saw a picture of Wayne and Schuster, which took me right back to my grandparents watching Wayne and Schuster at my grandma and grandpa's place. So talk a little bit about Comfort, because we are looking for shows that make us feel safe, make us feel good, aren't we, Bill?
2: Yeah, I think so. And, you know, for a lot of us, those are, you know, you, you associate with childhood memories, and you're right. Watching Wayne and Schuster, I'm same as you, would sit and watch with my parents. Those two guys were uh, very, very famous in Canada and very funny. And, uh, you know, really before SCTV or anybody else, there was Wayne and Schuster. There is a couple of services where you could go and watch old shows, um, and uh, one of them is uh online. Uh there's a, a CBC Gem sometimes showcases some as well. But on YouTube, there's a channel where you can um, go and watch old Canadian TV shows uh, like Wayne and Schuster. And it's mm. uh, fun to recapture them. You know, like it's, um, uh, you'd have to almost set it up, I think, for younger people who have no idea. But, you yeah. know, it's like people will go and watch Laurel and Hardy or, or uh, some movies that are 90 years old and laugh. You know, funny right. is funny. So I think a lot of it would hold up. Uh, but I, I think there's certainly uh, there's some local channels that show old films. And if you're on Amazon, Amazon Prime Video... There's all kinds. You can watch old episodes of Laugh-In. Uh, mm. You'll find Family Affair, which was not the greatest show. But there's something about seeing Brian Keith again today with these little kids, which is kind of touching, uh, surprisingly enduring all these years later.
0: Hey Bill, thanks a lot for this. Really appreciate. I mean, actually before I let you go, we talked about TV ratings and the popularity of of TV shows and networks and uh different genres on TV. Who's winning the streaming wars? I mean, Netflix is the big one, but are we seeing an increase in in these streaming services by people too as they're in lockdown at home?
2: That's a harder question to answer because they don't share their numbers. They're very right. protective. Yeah. They only care about subscribers. How many subscribers mm. do we have? They don't care if you never look at their show as long as you subscribe. So right. I think just Netflix, we know, is in 6 million households in Canada. Uh, uh, you know, So anecdotally, I talk to friends and neighbors who are watching Netflix a lot. Great show mm. called Ramy coming back on Netflix, by the way, later this week. Uh, But uh, from what I've heard, too, Disney Plus is really gaining traction. Mm -hmm. If you have a family, if you want to look at, obviously, Disney films, but other kind of fare, that's one you may be subscribing to. And also CBS All Access, uh, although in Canada with Crave and and Space, we can watch a lot of these new, you know, incarnations of um, Star Trek, right? The Picard
0: and things like that. They they definitely have subscribers who uh, love those shows. Right, Bill. You may have the best job in the world, a TV blogger. I'm jealous, and I appreciate your time today. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Anytime, Hal. Right now, our friend Barbara Bose, the president of Legacy Bose Group, an HR expert. She joins us uh, now, Barbara. Good afternoon.
3: Hey, good afternoon. Where's the sunshine, Hal?
0: I don't know. It's not around today. That's yep. for sure. Yeah, it's kind of cloudy and uh, sort of wet out there. Some shower activity, and we got traffic lights uh, going out. It seems because of the moisture in the air. So yeah, it's uh, kind of a a dull Tuesday, isn't it?
3: Yep. But good thing I'm working at home.
0: There you go. Me too. <laughs> We're all. Many of us are. You know. Here's the thing. Uh, many people are working from home, or they wish they could be, and they're not working, right? A lot of people have been furloughed or, or even laid off. Um, the latest uh, thing to come out of Ottawa relating to COVID-19 is 10 paid sick days. And this morning, Premier Pallister says Manitoba is in on this idea. We don't know all the details yet, but what's your initial reaction?
3: Well, let me back up a little bit. I think that there were some other guests uh, that you had here on the radio, too, that just was starting to talk about small business. So I'm I'm going to get into that. But I think we have to remember, first of all, that sick leave is paid leave. So the whole issue boils down to someone has to pay for it, right? Right now, the provincial and the federal employment codes do not provide for paid sick leave. But there's other kinds of leaves in which the businesses and the Governments work together, the maternity leave, the um, compassionate care leave, and all the other leaves that have, have been put in place even in the past year. So it's not a big stretch for um, government to be involved in long-term 10-day paid sick leave or whatever it is. The, the thing that I've gotten out of all of this is that, and one thing that I should say is that COVID-19 has really proved it, is how important it is to stay home when someone is sick. Yes. And we, we know that, you know, small businesses, a lot of them can't afford it. So people still come to work sick. And now we know that, that germs spread really, really well, and we don't want people to be sick. So, you know, I think it it would be a good idea to continue paid sick leave. We're doing that right now with the CERB and COVID and all of that kind of stuff. But the question, you know, really kind of boils down to who's going to pay for it. If uh, the federal government and the provincial government get together and there's a government subsidy of some kind, then we're going to have to start looking at um, how, how is it going to work. Uh, is it going to be through EI? Because we know EI takes so many days before you can apply. Well, most people are away sick for five days. So I don't know how that would work. Mm-hmm. Um, the other logistics is you can apply. Well, then when do you get the money? So um, I, I think the idea is, Got validity. We've proven that it's important for people who are sick to stay home. And, you know, it would be a nice cushion for an employee to get some sort of paid sick leave Um, and to have sort of a partnership instead of putting it into the hands of small business.
0: Yeah, and I played a clip at the start of the show uh, about an hour ago now of Premier Pallister this morning, and people heard it live here on CGOB, where he was asked who's going to pay for this, and as I said, we don't have a lot of details yet, but the Premier in his answer said, well, listen, the Canadian taxpayer pays for stuff like this, so it does sound like... Uh, It's going to be something paid for by uh, the government levels of government, but business people like Jonathan Allward from the Canadian Federation of Independent Business who was on the show earlier business people are worried because they don't want to get stuck with the bill for 10 paid as you point out paid sick days because they're struggling and this would be an additional cost so i think we're gonna we're we're probably gonna have to wait and see how this all works out but i i agree with you uh, barbara i think it's a good idea i understand why it's being suggested i'm old school right I can't remember, uh, and it's just in the last couple of years, that when I haven't felt well, I stay home. Before that, I'd power through whatever it was. And we we have to start thinking differently now, don't we?
3: Yeah, absolutely, both from an employee perspective and an employer perspective. From the employer perspective, if we're really focused on workplace health and safety and the safety of our employees, then we do have to help provide some support. I do know small businesses, restaurants, uh, trucking companies, even my own firm, uh, we offer five days. We don't call it sick leave anymore. We call it personal leave uh, so that, you know, if your child is sick, you can stay home. But we, we, we can't afford ten full days. We, we just can't. But, you know, when you take a look at the, the partnerships already that the federal government, provincial government are playing in with the compassionate care leave and the reservist leave and all of those kinds of leaves where there's partial support, maternity leave, for instance, They got unemployment insurance. The company, if they're generous, they can top that up. So there are avenues that, that have been proven already that certainly could apply to plain old sick leave without COVID.
0: Okay, so let me ask you a question. You brought up personal days. So say at your company, it's five personal days. So you got five days. Let's say this 10 paid sick days uh, comes into effect. Now you've got 15 days. At some point, with the various leaves and abilities to take a day off, it starts to impact the business no matter who's paying for it, right? If you get two or three people that are gone at a given time in a small company, that can have a major impact on how that business does business.
3: Well, first of all, it wouldn't be 15 days. We would bump it back to 10. Um, what we would be required to do. Uh, I don't think there'd be many small businesses that would go f- forward at 15. The other thing is exactly as you say. There's already challenges enough in terms of scheduling vacation, so that your customer service and productivity has to be in place. Uh, in a small company like I've got 20 people, and I'm already shocked because one person's going to go on holiday for two weeks in. In July, it's like, oh, no, this is only end of May, and I'm already nervous about how am I going to get my work done. So it is hard for the the small business to schedule those vacations. And then you've got sick leave on top of that. Um, It's really tough. It's really tough. And I have to confess how this is, you're going to get a laugh at me. I mean, years and years and years ago, I fought for maternity leave. Like, there was no maternity leave when I had my kids. So I fought hard for that. And then I'm an employer now. And I have someone on on maternity leave, it's like, oh, now I know why the <laughs> small businesses didn't want to do yeah. that. Because now it's not just six weeks, 17 weeks, it's 18 months. Mm. So on one hand, I support that, but as a business person, it's hard. And it'll be the same with 10 days uh, sick leave as a general rule. And mm-hmm. then holidays on top of that. Um, yeah, it's it's really going to be a challenge. Who's going to pay for it, and how is it going to work is the big question going forward.
0: We've talked to you about this in the past and other people over the past several days as well. Uh, I, I referred to a story yesterday where uh, Zuckerberg at Facebook says half of his forty-five or 50,000 employees may end up working from home for good. Do you think we're going to see numbers like that, or do you think this is a short-term thing and most people will be back uh, in the office sooner than later?
3: I would say that most people want to go back eventually into their workplace, but corporations, again, because you're looking at costs, are definitely going to look at who can we have work at home. It goes right back to how what I've said before, that it's not just quite that easy in terms of setting up everybody from a technical point of view. You have to hire the right person who can work at home independently, uh, uh, self-discipline, getting work done, that's one thing. And then secondly, your supervisors are, um, have a different kind of uh, skill set. So it's not as easy as it sounds. It's not just a matter of giving me a laptop and sending me home. There's other issues too. I'm hearing uh, people are saying, if, you're, if I'm going to work at home, and you're saving costs downtown at your office. Mm-hmm. Then I want you to pay part of my internet, part of this, give me a desk. Um, I was in my own office here the other day. Uh, and I thought, oh, there's a chair missing. There's a chair missing. The they, staff took them home.
0: Yeah, we have to make sure that everybody has a
3: good place to work
0: yeah i'm sitting on a cgob chair right now now i did check with the boss i said hey my back's killing me can i bring my my favorite chair home and so it's here in the home office one other thing and maybe this is a, a question more for a lawyer than you but maybe you've got an opinion barbara i know you you usually do um now that some people have been sent home to work hey you've got to go home and work and it was provincial health orders that caused that company sent people home to work what if somebody likes working from home and Says I want to keep working from home, and the company says, "Uh uh-uh, you got to come back in. Has a precedent been set now for that? Can they argue, you wanted me here, now I want to stay here?
3: I don't know if there's a precedent, but when the company says you have to work in the office downtown in one location for such and such a reason, then, you know, that's the employer's choice. Mm -hmm. But before you jump at that kind of a conclusion, you really should sit down and say, you know, it's worked so far, so why couldn't it work? and you know work out something with your employee but yeah the employer has the right to determine uh, when and where you work
0: where you work yeah hey barbara thank you very much for this appreciate it
3: okay bring me sunshine the rest of the day please
0: i'm gonna try i'll we'll, we're gonna check the forecast here in a moment so hopefully barbara Bose, president of legacy Bose group joining us here on CJOB. joining us now taz stewart Uh, pest expert from Poulin's Pest Control. Taz, good afternoon. Good day, hell. How are you doing, sir? Excellent. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. I texted Taz uh, this morning, and I said, hey, what's what's the deal here? I just saw a headline, Cannibal Rats. Let me explain the story, and then you can get into it a bit here, Taz. I don't think this is going to impact us big time here, but I thought it was worth having a chat about. So apparently, because a lot of restaurants are closed, There's not a lot of food for rats to eat, and so I guess when rats don't have their normal food source, they can get unusual and aggressive. The CDC, this is the Centers for Disease Control, actually says rats can become cannibalistic, and you were telling me by text today, Taz, that in fact is the case.
4: You betcha. That is 100% correct. Uh, down in New York and uh, New, or- New Orleans, uh, there's been really great stories about how the rat population has moved out of Bourbon Street, for example, and they're going into the residential areas because all the excess food, all the people there throwing stuff, there's garbage, they're, they're nat- me, their unnatural food sources are not available anymore, so they're expanding and they're finding rats in places where they're not normally being found, and if there's no food, Guess what the adult rats do? They say, "Hey, youngins, I don't have a snack. I'm eating you first before I can find something else."
0: Yikes! Now we do have rats here, but you're saying it's not a big problem.
4: Yeah, we do have uh, rats in Winnipeg. Uh, we do have the Norway rat and the roof rat, and uh, we have had calls. It's not uh, unusual for us to have a couple rat calls per year, but uh, this this year has been more of a mouse calls versus. Um, uh, the, the rat calls but again mice are doing the same thing the restaurants are closed their food sources that they're usually out there getting are not available so they're pushing themselves out and if they can't find something they'll do the same thing as a rat and be cannibalistic and I've had a great little example I was, was looking in a trap a, a while back and you could see two mice in it uh, one of course chewed up and eaten and the other one mouse looking pretty upset about what he had been, what
0: he had done no kidding wow that's just gross to even even think that but i mean i asked you on the show to talk about it so i guess this is my fault uh, <laughs> but with restaurants closed down as well too uh i i imagine it's more difficult for somebody like you to get in and, and deal with mice eh
4: yeah it is it has been a challenge because the restaurants with no revenue they're not going to want to have your uh normal monthly service but pests they don't take a break that's what's key here is uh uh, roaches, uh, you know, bedbugs, and mice and rats will continue to propagate. They will find food sources. If there's uh, holes in the walls, cracks, crevices, they'll go in and out trying to find other sources. And, of course, as we've been mentioning, they will become cannibalistic and reduce their numbers to, for the purpose of surviving.
0: Is the mouse problem worse this year than it has been in the past?
4: It's been a buildup over the past three years. Uh, rodent populations have been... Uh, Let's let's just say it this way: We're in finding mice in places that we haven't seen mice in decades.
0: Really, like what?
4: Uh, well, in houses, in commercial buildings, in in some of these restaurants, et cetera. Um, it's uh, just the <laughs> just the natural cycle. winter yeah. winters are getting a little warmer. Uh, they do reproduce fairly fast. We've had a shutdown literally for you know two months almost, and that mm-hmm. could produce anywhere from four to eight new uh, mice or rodents per, uh, gr- per female. So you can see how quickly a population can grow, you get the most poops, they can transmit diseases, and that's why you want to be preventing such things.
0: And what's the best way to deal with a mouse infestation when you've got some mice? Is it traps? Uh, is it uh, safe poisoning? What's the best way to deal with them?
4: Every location has its unique characteristics. So number one is exclusion, making sure the mice can't get in or out. So filling those holes the size of your pinky finger, or size of a pencil. Uh, for rats, about the size of a quarter. Those need to be excluded. And using just the spray foam, it has to be pest proof foam. They will chew through it. Um, Number two is actually setting up devices, making sure doors and sweeps are uh, solid, putting uh, the devices, i.e. a tin cat, a catch-all, or a bait station, depending on the situation, by doors, overhead doors, any entry, entry points. And, you know, they'd like to have a water source as well, so in electrical rooms, uh, your water rooms, uh, you put in the devices, and then you begin the monitoring program. And if you're seeing the little football poops, or if in case of a rat, a little more larger than that, uh, That has to be cleaned up properly because the deer mouse can, you know, transmit hantavirus. So that's another issue, a human health issue, which is associated with mice, with rats. There's uh, about uh, 12 12 to 15 different human uh, diseases that can be transferred by rats. And rats are an intelligent, beautiful animal. They're so smart, it'll freak you out how intelligent they are. We we can go offline, you can chat more.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to ask you before I run out of time. I was sitting outside on the deck last night. Beautiful evening. Uh, maybe a little humid, but it was, it was wonderful. It was great. No mosquitoes. I am seeing some city trucks around doing some spraying. Uh, we got a bit of moisture today, but it's been basically dry. Are we still looking at a pretty mosquito free summer at this point?
4: Uh, I can never predict the entire summer just because uh, I don't know how much rain and how hot it's going to get. But uh, for the next two weeks, I would expect us to be still sitting with a pretty mosquito less situation. The spring mosquitoes are starting to emerge, and their presence isn't as noticeable as the summer mosquitoes that will start appearing, you know, starting mid June and going throughout the summer. So, so far, so good. We're looking 14 days out. Smile and wave with uh, no skeeter time.
0: Excellent. Taz, thanks a lot.
4: Thank you, Hal.
0: Tess Stewart, he is a pest expert at Poulin's Pest Control. Mike just texted in at 204-780-6868. Hal, Cannibal Rats, great band name. Yeah, he's kind of a good band. I'm the uh, drummer for Cannibal Rats. Thank you, Mike. All your text messages at 204-780-6868. You can call that number and have a chat if you want as well, or email me, hal at cjob.com.